0: spike cohen
1: good morning good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike boker Tove, in the mgs cohen i am matt wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom
2: hi there oral sex demons and demonettes welcome to what the hell was that What, what just happened that i'm i guess that's topical um hey everyone Welcome to <laughs> Money, the Muddy Money Waters of Freedom on our special Wednesday uh, episode. Why is it special? Because then we just played that, but also because <laughs> you're here. And it's on a Wednesday. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. However you are watching or listening to this, we thank you and we welcome you. And if, wait, not yet. Whatever you are listening to this or watching this on, because we are on all social media platforms and all, podcasting platforms so it would be impossible for us to know exactly how you are listening or watching us unless you tell us live in the chat which we encourage you to do but if you but regardless uh if you have not already followed us liked us subscribed to us whatever the thing is to do to keep in touch with us on whatever platform you're using go ahead and do that right right now don't let me talking stop you from doing that and if you are doing it on youtube where's my phone where is my phone this could be bad because my phone might not be on silent but if you're doing this on youtube then i have a great idea for you and that idea is so good that i am jumping for joy right now literally walking through the he's
1: Uh, he's gonna tell you to go here and hit the subscribe button
2: yes you need to hit the subscribe button because you gotta
1: hit hit that subscribe button
2: See, part of this, the the uh, the way that I do the show is when I do this part and say we want you to hit the subscribe button, but also hit the bell because we want your phone to explode with notifications. When I do that, I check to make sure that my phone's on mute, which it isn't. Well, it is now, but it wasn't. That could have been really, really, really bad. So, now, now the show's started. Yes, Matt. First and foremost, allow me to
1: thank Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut. The 14th for the kava I'm drinking today.
2: Okay, and allow me to thank both Le Bleu and Costco or Kirkland for the various waters that I will that, be partaking that, in. That
1: popular Kirkland. Kirkland.
2: Kirkland, Kirkland The S is actually uh is actually silent because it's uh Dutch. Right. It's Kirkland Kirkland Signature. Kirkland. Signature, Sign- well, Ignature. signature. Sign- the- well,
1: I thought it was only Ign- silent at the end, but okay. Yeah. No,
2: all Dutch s's are silent. <laughs> or island. I'm sorry.
1: Bolivanka. Bolivanka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, how was your weekend?
1: So, my we- uh, my weekend. I was. I slept a lot. I slept a lot. And it was wonderful. And God bless superfan Sarah Anderegg for not waking me up as often as i'm certain she wanted to um she is a godsend and then before we get into the show and even before we get into paying off our bills there's something i have to talk about because at this moment in the show every week we sit there and we like, hey, he's like Matt, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to thank, and then I make up some ridiculous name for the person that gave mm. me kava before I came here, yes. Uh, yes. and I'm like, hey, thanks for the kava, you know, Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut the 37th, or thank you to uh, somebody, I don't know, uh, and so I get mad because as everybody here knows, for the mo- okay, pretty much everybody here knows this started because of kava, this lovely beverage right yes Mm -hmm. um that's why it's called muddied waters because this looks like muddy water um and i found out this weekend slash today uh i was told this weekend but i wasn't i had to wait till i got confirmation but i found out that the state of michigan banned kava when apparently back in march And I'm not I'm not in the circles anymore, so like that's why I hadn't heard about this yet. Yeah, yeah. So I have I got this today. Message to me from my dealer, Um, my supplier, (laughs) the company, the legitimate company from which I buy kava. um, He sent me this, and he was talking about it, and it's, it's talking about the bill. And it says um, that kava is banned in Michigan um, because kava does not have a generally recognized as safe status, according to the 21 CFR Part 170.30. Under the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, it is considered a dietary ingredient. Dietary supplements may only be offered as packaged products, meeting all the requirements of the Dietary Dietary Supplemental Health and Education Act. Therefore, kava can only be provided to consumers as a packaged dietary supplement and not as a component of a food item, including, but not limited to, teas, smoothies, or other beverages. That means I can give you the powder and you can put it in your drink. But if I were to put it in your drink for you and make this, that's illegal. Now, what they are saying, kava or kava kava is a plant indigenous to the islands of South Pacific, where it is commonly used to prepare a traditional beverage. True. Mm -hmm. Kava supplements or kava in general may have a small effect on reducing anxiety. That's That's up in the air. Uh, I know people that it works for really well, but I'm not a doctor, Uh, but have been linked. I'm going to remind everybody, this is Michigan. Michigan, but have been linked to a risk of severe liver injury.
2: I know of no one who does kava that has had that. Also, it's Michigan where something else that's very well known for causing liver injury is very, very legal.
1: It's ve- and it runs rampant. Yes. Uh, so I don't know, like, Michigan's about to get blown up by people like me uh, who are going to say, This is insane. What are you doing? But also, if anybody out there. Um, <laughs> Lunatic libertarian, I live in Wisconsin. I was born with liver injury. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, so if anybody out there uh enjoys Kava, and I know that we've got a couple of people on the show that have started going to knock all at home.com uh to buy their kava, and you know, great. I thank you all for doing so. Uh but if anybody out there has found their way to liking kava or just believes that it shouldn't be banned by the state message every politician in michigan yes all of them
2: every one of them
1: and get that turned over
2: yep absolutely absolutely we definitely want to uh allow people um, i you are a testament to the good that kava and kratom can do and many others are as well uh and also it's none of anyone's business what you put in your body as long as you're not hurting anyone else so definitely uh, we need to fight for making that uh unillegal again Whether we're talking uh, uh, decriminalizing or legalizing, uh, we definitely don't want it to be criminalized. So, this episode, of course, is brought to you by Making Kava Legal Again and from the generous donations of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the second largest and the fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party, become a part of the movement today by going to the exclusive Facebook group, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Uh, Also, uh, if you would like to become an official voting member, which means nothing, then go to uh, muddywatersmedia.com, click on the old store button, and then uh, you can see we have Waffle House Caucus buttons and t-shirts available. The Gravy King. Defy the... Oh, 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 Gravy King... And also, oh goody, here we go. Also, you know what the Gravy King really likes? I'll tell
0: you something about the Gravy King.
2: There it is. The Gravy King, if there's one thing the Gravy King likes, nope, not
0: there either. This is great. The (laughs) Gravy King,
2: the big thing about the Gravy King, in fact, is that... He is very, very supportive of one, hmm, what the hell is of one Bull Johnson for who's running for Congress. Uh, Bull Johnson uh, is uh, the, uh, he is running for the uh, 7th District in Minnesota for Congress, and uh, Bull is a great guy. I know him personally. I have helped uh, campaign for him out there, uh, and he is running uh, to replace A really terrible establishment Republican with him, who is not terrible establishment or Republican. Uh, He is uh, running as an independent. He is very much a libertarian, and uh, and we want to definitely help him in his run for the Congress. Also, another sponsor we have
0: is
2: definitely here, and that... Hmm yep this is good
1: where is this? this is that good radio that people tune in for
2: this is the good rate this is if you're if you're listening to this on uh on uh soundcloud or not soundcloud on uh, anchor or on uh, spotify you're getting the full experience right now uh and that hmm, is where is it well defy the power and stitches and glitch we're just going to look at bull johnson while we talk about defy the power and stitches and glitches <laughs> uh defy the power i literally have a mug of theirs oh we could just i have one of
1: yeah i have one of their tumblers that we can use as a model
2: there we go. Three, Defy the Power three, and Stitches and Glitches, uh, who uh, make the finest tumblers available to libertarians and non-libertarians everywhere, although we would prefer you be libertarian. Uh, if you go to the defythepower.com, uh, you can get all of your best tumblers available. Uh, they do customization for free, which is incredible. They uh, also uh, they keep your hots hot. They keep your colds cold. They keep your lukewarms lukewarm and your tepid's tepid. Whatever temperature you put your liquids into that thing right there it will stay that exact temperature for just an absurd number of hours they also sell kits to convert them into water pipes not bongs not bongs water pipes legal things for legal substances that are legal in all 50 states legally legal defythepower.com and uh we are going to do a search after this show for the graphic. Cause I know it's on my computer cause I made it.
1: You put it, you put it in the drive.
2: I literally put it in the drive. Yes, you did. So, we went back.
1: <laughs> so how was your weekend?
2: My weekend was amazing. Uh, it was my wife's birthday. And so I didn't go anywhere and that felt great. Um, so I got back from, uh, I did a short trip to Nashville, uh, had a great event there. And then uh, came back and spent a birthday weekend with my lovely bride and uh, am now rested and recharged to go uh, this coming weekend to Kansas for the Libertarian Party of Kansas Convention. Uh, So that went very well. And uh, and then on uh, May 3rd, I will be back in Gastonia fighting the good fight uh, for uh, those who are fighting for Joshua Rohrer and to get justice for him and for Sunshine and for the veterans and homeless community in Gastonia, North Carolina. So it was a great weekend, and uh, but we are here to talk about some very important issues. Which brings us to the mud water mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment brought to you by mud water i know what you're thinking folks you woke up today and you said matt spike i i can't do coffee i can't do it anymore i i just don't i i there's nothing left i i don't have it in me to drink coffee i mean i've i've got it rough guys i've got it rough i uh well, my 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 career is kind of kind of falling apart, and you know, I, I I've 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 devoted my life to songwriting, and uh, and it just hasn't paid off yet. But I know it will because I'm a good songwriter, and my music transcends genres. Uh, but everyone. Everyone in my family has has abandoned me. All of my loved ones have abandoned me. They say that I need to just let it go, but I I, I can't. I can't let it go. I'm going to keep plowing ahead until the bitter end. I have gone to one studio producer, network exec, uh, studio exec after the next, and every single one they tell me no, but I, I know they don't understand it. I, I know that they don't get it, and I know that I just have to find the right, the right person in Hollywood to give me the break, or maybe Nashville, or, or maybe Broadway. But I know, I know I'm going to get that break, and I know that I'm going to be known as one of the greatest songwriters in history. Um, I've been pushing really uh, – my, my biggest one is my song about tortillas. Well, actually, it's more of a rap. Anyway, I'm sick of coffee, and instead of coffee, I would instead like to have masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Well, folks, we have some fantastic news for you. This tin that you are looking at right now, if you are indeed looking at this, and if you are listening to this, everyone else is looking at a tin right now. uh, This tin has exactly all of those ingredients together. Called Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media ever. What's it taste like? Well, it tastes like those ingredients together. Is that good? <laughs> you're not going to believe how it tastes. If you go to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com mud, you can get a sample kit today. Probably going to want to head on over to the store and get you some some honey and some sugar to go with that. Uh, maybe even some coffee. Uh, but I think you're going to like it. It has one-seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up like this. but not But not so much caffeine that it ends up leaving you depressed and crashing, and sad, and miserable, and having heart problems, and other health conditions later on in life, like this. I have heart problems, and other medical conditions later in life. So, if you go on over to mud, you can get your sample pack, starter pack, today. Matt? So,
1: Elon musk if we don't know which elon i'm referring to <laughs> when i say elon? Elon, which elon yes. are you referring to today mm. uh elon uh, attempted to buy twitter last week for 43 billion dollars mm. um yes. and twitter instead decided to devalue their stock for people in their inner circle uh so they could buy more stock in order to help prevent yep. this um I understand today so many of these notes have changed since I wrote them yesterday. Uh, So some of this is going to be on the fly. Uh, I understand that today was the deadline that Elon had uh, for Twitter to make up their mind, which I'm pretty certain they have uh, just rejected it.
2: Blown on through, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But so Elon is apparently, allegedly, looking at more investors to help him buy the company And he also may attempt to tender shares of Twitter, which means he'd be going to the shareholders and saying, hey, I will buy your stock for this amount. You just have to transfer me your stock and try to pick up the shares that he would need just to take over. Um, I personally don't see a world where Elon Musk ends up with Twitter.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I, I But I do see of. him
1: devaluing the stock where somebody else can swoop in and pick it up. But I would see that being like, Bloomberg comes in and buys it for $5 billion. Um, I don't know if Bloomberg has five. They're, Bezos comes in and buys it for $5 billion. And then everybody's saying, you turned down 43 for five.
2: That could happen. I think if nothing else, Elon Musk demonstrated and got basically all of the corporate media and uh and blue check Marcarati, uh with a couple of notable exceptions uh to <laughs> demonstrate that they are straight up against freedom of speech this wasn't you know oh we just need to protect uh, from bad yeah. actor this was just straight up and it wasn't oh Twitter's a private company they can do what they want well this would be a truly private company uh if he made, made it private it wouldn't even be, even be publicly traded suddenly that was a danger and a threat to our democracy. Uh, it's funny how everything is a threat to our democracy, even things that actually have nothing to do with our democracy. Um, and uh, and so I think they were just being very clear. We don't want freedom of speech. Uh, we don't care how we achieve not having freedom of speech. We just want someone controlling speech, whether it's uh, you know private companies uh, or the government or some combination of those, keeping people from saying the bad things, whatever those things are. So if nothing else, he accomplished that. There is no more uh, even um, – Uh, a semblance or a hint that they that they support those things they can't pretend that anymore um i also think you know he's done this with dogecoin and some other things uh i'm sure we will find that he did some stock plays here that this ended up helping his bottom line he has gotten good at at, uh, finding legal ways to use uh twitter to uh, and media to uh manipulate pricing for things so that he can he can benefit from it so we'll see if that was the case here I, i don't see elon getting twitter i think I, don't. I want Elon to get Twitter just because I know, I know the like cascade of reeing that would happen as a result. But I yeah, don't see
1: the, it Yeah, I, I don't either. But the the number of people that would just lose their minds over yep. it is it it would be worth it, and it would it would become the number one social media app that I personally use because you know. That for the first couple of weeks, it is going to be absolutely nothing but Armageddon on that thing. Yeah.
2: No, it's going to be like, uh, it, it's going to be a, an absolute freakout, uh, a collective freakout on all sides. People that are happy about it, people that are losing their shit about it, uh, people that are saying that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it's weird because our democracy died on January 6th of 2021. I thought we already established that Uh, our, our, our entire nation and internet died back in 2017 when net neutrality was repealed. Um, That's true. Our society ended when Donald Trump was elected president. So I don't know what we're, I mean, at this point it feels like, you know, I mean, we're we're already in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. What's left? Like there's nothing Mm. left. Um, But uh, speaking of uh, absolute collective (laughs) freak out, uh, the uh a uh a judge who I'm told is very unqualified, even though they're literally a sitting federal judge, a uh federal judge, uh, never tried has, a case, never tried a case. Well, she has now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case that she just tried, uh, she just uh, acknowledged what anyone who has ever read. The Constitution could have told you, which is that the CDC had absolutely no authority to issue the federal mask mandate on public transit and airlines. And in doing so, she has struck it down, and now it doesn't exist—at least for now.
1: Right now, this is another part that has changed because today, yes, the Department. Yep. Of, <laughs> I was like, I—I <laughs> I, I was reading that article at like seven ten, and I went, "Well, just gonna have to just wing this one too." Um, right. The uh, As of today, the Biden administration and the Department of Justice have appealed the ruling, but they are not asking to stay the ruling, meaning that you can continue not wearing your mask on public transportation. Uh, So why would they be appealing the ruling? Why would they appeal the ruling if they're not trying to stay what the ruling did?
2: Yeah, so the funny thing there, and we were actually talking about this on, on Kennedy, name, name dropping. Uh, one of the things we talked about was the fact can that up? this could, yes, please pick that up, that name I just dropped. <laughs> uh, that the, uh, this can can very well, and I think it will, blow up in the Biden administration and CDC's face. Because if they keep fighting this, and it sets a precedent that they can't do this that's going to have a a we were talking about cascade effect that's going to have a cascade effect of them not being able to do a whole heck of a lot of stuff that they've been doing yes. and so far getting away with or getting Uh, wrist slapped for instead of having straight up having case law precedent saying no you can't do that Um, which I think is what they're about to walk themselves into but they have to because even though I believe this is I do not believe the polls that say that you know 50 something percent of Americans support the mask mandate and only 20 something percent are against it because I've been on an airplane and on the airplanes uh, you can see at any time uh, anywhere from you know a quarter to a third sometimes half of the people aren't wearing their mask they're holding that same bag of pretzels or, or, or that same bottle of water that has this much water left in perpetuity for the entire two hour trip. I've seen more and more airports where an increasing number of people just aren't wearing it or waiting for someone to ask them to put it on like me uh, and uh, and just refusing to wear it until someone says something. I've seen TSA agents tell me that I don't have to bother putting it on. They don't really care. Uh, it's it, it this. It's not true. The majority of people either don't yeah, really care no. about it or are dead set against it. And the reality is that uh, I think the reason that they're fighting this is because they kind of have to because the Democrat base of support majority is in favor of the mandate. Everyone else is largely against it, but they're for it. So it's a really bad wedge issue, and I think they're about to walk themselves into a real a real slap on, on if, their wrist on, on being able to do this type of stuff in the future. Not just this mandate, I- but similar ones.
1: Yeah, but future. Yeah, but future ones. They want they want the CDC and for the ATF and for uh, any alphabet agency to be able to come out with guidelines that they'll use yep. as mandates forever. Yep. And yep. if they don't, if they don't challenge this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they won't get it. Um, and I think the number of people, I think that the number of people who are the percentage of people who support the mask mandate still is roughly the same percentage of people that currently find joe biden uh to be an effective president which uh is a god-awful number for a first-term president yeah uh, i believe the worst in history yeah at, it's, it's close last it's not I looked, the worst yeah i think he's at 32 or 33 percent last i looked and uh that is abysmal donald trump his he had a base Donald Trump had a base, and it was 38. He never really dropped below 38. If he did, it was like by a point for a day or two, and then it was back above it. Um, And that was just probably statistical error. 33 is awful. Just awful. So I'm guessing it's roughly 33% of the people are still in favor of mask mandates.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. And almost all of them are in joe biden's base of support and he so he has to cater to them i think think that this is going to i think with the makeup of the federal court system right now i think what's going to happen is they are about to lose a lot of regulatory power from the court saying yeah no you can't do any of this and it's going to have a ripple effect not just on the cdc but like you said the atf and a lot of other agencies so one can hope that the continued uh often malevolent malevolent idiocy uh within the biden administration will blow up in their faces again one can hope uh speaking of malevolence and idiocy uh taylor lorenz lorenz however you say taylor your name lorenz. is at it again uh the uh there was a a twitter account called libs of tiktok uh that grew very popular uh because uh they what they basically what libs of tiktok does is they find videos uh of uh, people saying stuff they don't agree with, uh, often some pretty hyperbolic, uh, insane things often on TikTok, and then uh, posting it to Twitter for everyone to see. Like literally just posting public videos to people on Twitter and saying, look, this is happening on TikTok. Like literally just taking TikTok videos that are public and saying, hey, look at this. This is kind of weird, huh?
1: Right. That's literally all they were doing. Yeah. That was it. Yes. Yes the public video shared it somewhere else and yeah for so there is so much to unpack on this one but first that pissed off taylor lorenz and lots of other people uh and she published an article in the washington post uh and the only reason we are saying this name is because it has now been blasted all over the place and she didn't do a great yeah. job of hiding it um because that was the twitter handle before it became libs of tiktok was uh is Haya raychick
2: chaya raychick or chaya raychick i don't i don't know
1: yeah she's orthodox jew she's an orthodox jewish mother oh then really it's know. it's
2: chaya it's chaya raychick okay
1: yeah. but because she was orthodox i was like i bet it's Haya, but I, i'm not 100 sure uh she is the anonymous account user and she and taylor lorenz went to raycheck's relatives houses and allegedly was harassing them about her actions online about uh actions online Mm. this has opened up a wide berth of opinion on whether or not what taylor lorenz did was wrong or not Uh, a lot of people Presumably anybody that was in Libs of TikTok's videos that they shared uh, were, <laughs> were praising uh Taylor Lorenz and saying that what she did was a good piece of journalism and this needed to be let out into the world. So everybody knew who it was that was sharing the video that they made without editing it and just sharing the video that was made. Look at this in, video. In the, look at this video that was there already huh. um uh and people on the right have been posting the video of taylor from two weeks ago on msnbc yep. Yep. where she was talking
2: <laughs> where she was crying. talking about crying crying well, actually cr- well, literally <laughs> crying well yeah. pretending to cry
1: pretending crying to cry. and
2: or pretending to cry
1: i think she was pretending to cry that was That was some Paris Hilton-style level of acting right there. Um, But uh, where she was pretending to cry uh, about how she needs to keep everything anonymous online and how she had cut off any personal ties online because that would be used against her and the harassment was just absolutely unbelievable. Taylor Lorenz has made a career out of going through decades of people's tweets, literal, because it's like two um, tweets and Facebook posts and TikToks and whatever else, just so she can attempt to destroy them and be like, look at what this awful person has said or done 15 years ago that they never apologized for and destroying careers over it. And then when people were doing it to her, she went on MSNBC and cried. And then she immediately Gives out personal information of an anonymous user on TikTok. Now, whether or not you think that libs of TikTok should remain anonymous. I mean, I, me personally, yeah, they, they can. I mean, she should have done a better job at it.
2: <laughs> there is a case to be made that she wasn't trying very hard some of the information that was shared was already publicly available you'd have to know to look for it but it wasn't uh, you know she wasn't doing it too much but the the bigger thing is she's targeting her she's going to relatives houses she's trying to make a news story out of relatives answering the door this is the kind of journalism that you would reserve for like corrupt government officials people accused of violent crimes not someone sharing videos that are publicly available on tiktok
1: right yeah when you're just sharing the video the, those two things are not the same thing and glenn greenwald who i agree with glenn more than most reporters yeah more than most reporters he weighed in on the issue and uh he said Perhaps there is a small difference between investigating crimes by powerful U.S. officials and doxing anonymous Twitter users. The failure to recognize this distinction is a key pathology of modern-day journalism. Why Assange is in prison and TikTok Taylor is a star reporter. Yep. Um, Then he went on to say the same people who just two weeks ago were insisting that criticizing Taylor Lorenz is wrong because it generates harassment, towards her are now cheering as she shows up at the homes of relatives of twitter users to dox them journalists at the top of the cast order and he he's right journalists uh, they think of themselves as the gatekeepers and they are the only ones that should be disseminating did i say that word right disseminate yeah okay i said it and i went no, I don't think I said uh, disseminating the information to the world. No, and if it doesn't beautiful. fall into whatever narrative these journalists believe, these people should not be allowed to be giving this information away.
2: Exactly. Even
1: though the information is being given away for free on TikTok.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. It's it. This is Glenn nailed it because the bigger thing here is why is Taylor not using this level of of journalism and you know looking up to go after actual corruption in government to go after abuse in government to go after people who's who are actually doing harm to people's lives on both sides of the aisle i mean if if she only wanted to go after corrupt republican okay great that's fine really don't care this is Instead, she's doing the lowest common denominator and and, and she's, she's doing the cherry picking, which unfortunately, both the corporate media and its sponsors in government are pushing this. This is what they want us to talk about. Libs of TikTok, not the kind of stuff that gets Julian Assange and other real journalists put in prison for the rest of their lives for like actual journalism, actually exposing lies by government. Instead, it has us attacking each other over whether or not you agree with some TikTok video from an LGBTQ uh, teacher who said that she said a story to the or whatever, whatever the the, the hot-button culture war BS of the day is, and whichever uh, side you fall on it on, I do not care. I literally don't care at all. Uh, If you have a problem with what is being taught in schools, pull your kids out of them. They're government indoctrination centers, frankly. Uh, And if you like what's in there, fantastic. Still pull your kids out of government indoctrination centers, because I guarantee you they're going to be teaching them something you don't like. Don't care what your stance is on these things. And if it's someone who is submitting this stuff should not be at the top priority for investigative journalism.
1: No, absolutely not. And he, and there's a, the other side to this coin is that, well, not really the other side of this coin, but uh, the other side of this six or 12 sided die um, yes. is she wrote this article and posted it on Twitter. And, but she wrote the article for uh, the Washington post, which is owned by mega billionaire, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos.
2: Jeff Bezos, yeah.
1: And she is against mega billionaire Elon Musk buying Twitter. So, mm-hmm. what made that one out like you're okay with what this billionaire is once? and what he's saying but you're not okay with what this billionaire wants and what he's saying because obviously if you were against billionaires owning the media you wouldn't be working for the washington post
2: careful matt you're cyber harassing taylor Lorenz. she's going to pretend to cry for a solid like three seconds and then try to find out where your parents live and attack them on msnbc for justice uh so speaking of which speaking of justice you know what real justice is Real justice is when you happen to be in the state of Florida and you get personally injured and you don't just take it lying down. Well, you probably are lying down because you've been personally injured, but you're not going to take it lying down. (laughs) You're going to fight it lying down by going to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com and having personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds' attorney at law fight for you in court to get you... just. Stupid stacks of money. I mean, just the dumbest stacks of money. And I'm not just saying that because he is the long-running sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. But he is. And I'm saying it. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com, get that stupid money, go to Florida, get personally injured, make sure it's actionable. I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying if it happens. I'm not saying to do this. I'm saying if you do this then the next step is to go to Chris Reynolds Law.com. We are not telling yeah. you to get personally injured. We are saying, if Do not you get personally injured, if you get
1: personally injured, I'm Which not even going to tell you in, not to.
2: It is up to you. If you want to get personally injured,
1: it's not it's, that hard. Get, we were just ranked like the worst drivers in the nation. It's not difficult.
2: It's actually really easy. For example, yeah, when I was in Matt my car, accident me. Here,
1: this woman just blew out of her driveway and T-boned me as I was going. Like she it's not hard to get hurt
2: here. No example. Uh, I, uh, last time I, well, one of the last times I was in Florida, uh, someone I thought was my friend intentionally poisoned me with gluten, but that's okay. Cause then I gave them COVID. I think, <laughs> I think that's what, I think that's what happened.
1: I, I, I think that's But what if you don't want
2: to get, if you, if you want to get even, but you don't want to spread of, you know, a pandemic, uh, again, we don't know that's what happened, but it, it seems like that's what happened. But if you don't, if you don't want to do that, then go to chrisreynolds.law, and this man, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, would be happy to represent you. I don't know that I gave Matt COVID, but I don't know that I didn't either. The timelines are. Well, anyway, uh, so we've got uh, we've got some segment, we've got some uh, questions here, uh, and oh, and you can do this. You can leave messages for us. For the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Anchor calling moment, uh, by going to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, pressing the old message button and leaving us a message. But while you're there, you can also subscribe. And when you subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe or going to slash muddy waters and then just pressing the subscribe button for only ten dollars a month, actually nine ninety-nine a month. One penny less than $10 a month. You get access to exclusive subscriber only content. You get an ad free listening experience on Spotify and Anchor. And you get to take part in the Muddied Zoom, our monthly private Zoom chat for subscribers only, featuring me and Matt and many other members of the Muddied Crew and the Muddied Mud, the subscribers. So we need to come up with a name for them. Uh, and, uh, and so, with that said, we're going to start playing the messages. You do not have to be a subscriber to leave a message, but we will yeah. like you more. We will also- like you a lot more. So here's our first one from Midwest guy.
3: Matt and Spike, this is uh, you know, one, of, one of your top favorite, most tolerable people from the Midwest who just happened to call into your show here. Uh, Midwest oh, yeah. guy. And this week, I'm fired up, okay? Look at this. I Okay. This, oh, oh, this
2: this is a Midwestern person very angry. Fired
3: up I am right now. The this the situation with the nurse in the hospital, where she accidentally killed you know some patient, right? I'm fired up. This is this is a fucking tragedy here, right? Like this hospital and, Be and serious. you know just the broader healthcare system in general, right? Has created this you know crazy fucking dilemma where you know, since you have to have all these fucking certifications and shit to be a nurse and, you know, to work in these situations and to help people like this, right, they, they create this dilemma where, you know, hospitals have to decide between turning away patients and, obviously, the, you know, the...
0: We did this one last week. We... Oh,
2: no.
1: Yeah, but the we first one got We did all these deleted. last week. Did we...
2: Mm.
1: did we do yeah because this one has one? the
2: cajun I oh think
1: yeah so. no okay we didn't we don't have any Wow, i did i forgot to check to
2: that. um so well i i'm gonna touch on this because we didn't have this set part of it from last we time we didn't have this part of it and right. uh and i mean midwest uh the midwest guy is fired up about it for crying in the mud there uh <laughs> let's talk about this so i believe he's talking about uh redonda vaught uh redonda vaught was a nurse Uh, She was criminally prosecuted for a fatal drug error in 2017. Uh, She uh, accidentally uh, gave uh, an accidental injection uh, or or she accidentally gave the wrong injection to a 75-year-old patient. Um, She, uh, I I don't believe, if I recall this, um, no one actually, they never argued that she intentionally did this they argued that it was accidental. I believe that in the case, they actually actually recognized that it was an honest reporting mistake, that there might have been other people involved that led to the honest reporting mistake, but they're still charging her with uh, uh, gross neglect and negligent homicide. Now, when you pair that, with the fact that especially in in, uh, ERs and many other uh, medical settings in in major metro areas, they're way overseeing too many people, thanks to uh, certificate of need laws, thanks to other restrictions on the access, thanks to the increasingly high cost of even getting into the uh, medical profession, paired with the uh, fact that the the, uh, salaries aren't rising at the same level, which means an increasing number of people are opting into not getting into that field, Uh, coupled with during a pandemic, when the stress levels for these jobs are are through the roof, uh, they're comparable to combat medics. Uh, So I've met a lot of people who were in healthcare who decided to just get a job like in retail or something where maybe they weren't being paid quite as much. But thankfully, they're getting you know, they don't have to deal with that anymore. Then you couple that with the vaccine mandates where many people who were happy to continue doing it, weren't allowed to do it because they weren't uh, vaccinated and wouldn't get vaccinated or didn't want to get vaccinated. It's led to this perfect storm of shortages of healthcare workers, which is inevitably going to lead to honest mistakes happening. And this now sets the precedent that they can be tried as criminals, when they make an honest mistake, which is yet another pressure on people deciding, you know what, maybe I don't want to get into that field. There shouldn't so, be any time that I make a mistake in retail that results in me going to prison for many years. So maybe I'm just going to opt out of this. And that's just going to make this problem so even worse. Do you, do you think they shouldn't, that she shouldn't be tried? I don't think she should have been convicted for negligent homicide. It's one thing to look at if there was an actual – if there was a mistake made, I could see her getting uh, punished. I could see her uh, getting, at the very least, maybe either demoted uh, or trained. Uh, Put it this way. We have police officers. They mistake their taser for their gun. Uh, or they, you know, they, they kill someone and they either get little to no training or they maybe make a, 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 you know, a policy change or something. You have a nurse that made an honest mistake. I, I think that if there's any kind of prosecution, homicide shouldn't be in there. This is not, this was not, this wasn't, I, I, again, from the prosecution standpoint, this was a mistake that was made. Like what they argued was that she made a mistake. Well, there are ways to deal with mistakes, not charging people with homicide. This was not a, this was not a, 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 this was not a homicide.
1: So, okay. I, yes, I, this was not a, like, but it, I think what, what state was that in?
2: Uh, This was in Tennessee,
1: Tennessee. Okay. Oddly enough, I don't know negligent homicide laws in Tennessee, even though I used to live there and you would think that was the best chance for me to get a negligent homicide uh, charge against me. um but so well i do feel for this nurse because i know that she made a mistake and yes they are working long hours and they are short-staffed and uh the pay isn't as good as it used to be and yeah, uh, everything that you say. Yeah, yeah, yes yeah. however um if the police are working longer hours because there's less Because there's less cops uh, that want to be there because they're afraid that they might get charged with something or anything like that. I wouldn't say that I don't think they should be charged if they accidentally shoot somebody instead of tasing them. So, Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, but so where is the disconnect there? Why would you say no to a nurse, but yes to the cop?
2: Well, I think in the case of the cop, they're supposed to... Uh, that, first of all, that's a, a an actual violent act that's being done. And I think it's a lot harder to mistake a taser for a gun than to, in a sea of constantly looking at all these different drugs, all these different medications, you make that one mistake uh, and it ends up resulting in someone dying or someone being harmed or someone being injured. I think that the, the likelihood of a mistake being made or the, the, the likelihood of that truly being just an honest mistake is a lot higher for a nurse than it is for a doctor. Again, I'm not saying she shouldn't be punished at all. I think at the very right. least, there 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 needed to have been a, a, you know, maybe she should have been fired. Maybe she should have been demoted. Maybe she should have been forced to go through some training. And maybe there even should have been some actual criminal punishment or or civil punishment or something like that. But that's different than charging her with homicide. And, and that's the point right. I'm making okay. here because this, this is a... a, a this is a, a big problem. Here's, here's what happened. Uh, there was someone who was being uh, a 75-year-old lady who was uh, improving. Her condition was improving. She was admitted to Vanderbilt for a brain injury. She was improving, and she was going to be getting, I believe, an MRI or something similar. Um, and so uh, this nurse, uh, Ms. Vaught, uh, she was asked to retrieve uh, versedonium uh, from a computerized medication cabinet, uh, but instead she grabbed vicuronium like th- this is now again major difference and obviously uh even in a honest or careless error in reporting uh and and in and in distribution of of a drug it's a serious thing it should be treated seriously that's not homicide It, it it's not homicide in my opinion
1: right and, and yeah i wouldn't manslaughter maybe but i i wouldn't consider it i wouldn't consider it homicide but again i don't know tennessee's negligent homicide law and how it's written uh, which that and i do agree i wouldn't consider
2: it a homicide oh also i just in reading this there was some doubt even from the prosecution witnesses as to whether she died as a result of the verconium, if she received enough for it to be fatal, or if it was just Mm. that she happened to lapse, or if the verconium only possibly partly contributed to it, and she would have died anyway, and maybe this just pushed it along. So there was additional question, I, I didn't realize this until looking it over, that there was even an additional question here, as to whether that was even the cause of death. And it was originally the prosecution's, uh uh witnesses that brought up that possibility that it may have it may not have been the only or even the contributing factor um this is this is a dangerous precedent that was set here
1: it, it is a dangerous precedent yes it is a dangerous precedent but if we are looking at other industries like if we are looking at other industries and we are you know because of police and if police make a mistake we say that they need to be held accountable for the mistakes that they've made um is this homicide? No, manslaughter. Maybe I don't really know what yeah, yeah, yeah. the laws yep. are, right? But yes, she should be held accountable for it.
2: I'm not oh, sure what the
1: charge. I don't. I don't know yep. what the charge should be. Um, I don't know what the charge should be for that. But I wouldn't want to just say no. She shouldn't have been. Uh, nothing should have happened because. No, no, no. I wouldn't want to, somebody to say, well, you don't think nurses should get charged when they screw up? What if the nurse intentionally did it and just said it was an accident? Or, you know, any of the arguments that we have said in the past oh, when a officers. cop has. Right. So that's why like Absolutely. that's the only reason I'm pushing a little bit here.
2: I'm no, I'm listened. Uh, I'm glad you're pushing. And, and I will say again, I, I do think that she should be held. Uh, should have been held accountable i think that this is also a reason to look at the procedures that would lead to that happening there clearly need to be more warnings happening because i because no one disputed that this was a mistake which means it wasn't she was going i don't care if it's herconium, uh which means there probably need to be more especially again where there are there's going to be more of this when you have a nurse uh or a doctor who is seeing right. three, four, five, ten 10 times as many patients as they should be seeing. Stuff like this is going to be happening. They're tired. They're seeing way too many people. There's way too many conflicting things happening. Uh, you know, everyone here who has ever been busy and sleep deprived know the kind of mistakes that can happen. Now, imagine if each time that mistake had happened, someone could die. So at the very least, we need to be looking at the restrictions that are causing that to happen, that are causing there to be way too few uh, healthcare workers, especially during uh, this seemingly ongoing pandemic. Uh, but again, I will say, I think they went too far with this but more importantly more of this is going to happen in the future if they don't address right. why it happened oh, and absolutely. it wasn't because she's yeah. a bad nurse
1: right no i yes i will agree with all of that i will agree with all of that um yeah i just i know that the that the back the blue the people with the 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 back to the blue stickers right next to the don't try it on me stickers um yeah. they would say, they would say well yeah but you guys want to punish cops who you know to shoot somebody at a traffic stop uh because they think the guy has a gun they have less than you know 0.2 seconds to know if that's a cell phone in the hand or a gun and you know it's an easy mistake to make like you can see you can see the logic jump there that they would have so that's why it's it's a it's a difficult one to try to traverse
2: Yep, yep. Uh, A.J. Campbell, who is in the medical uh, she profession. Is in the medical field. Yep. Uh, yeah, she said it is terrifying to be in the medical field. There are protocols in place for medications and consequences are expected, but this is insane. Also, I would be very interested uh, in seeing the organization and audit of the machine in which she removed the meds. Um, uh, J. Adam Weggs also, uh, has background in in medical field, uh, said there's not enough pharmacists in the world for that. This was a procedural failure on multiple levels, which the prosecution witnesses brought up. This wasn't just her, not only with the wrong medication given, but the lack of immediate monitoring. Uh, and, uh, uh, Travis Bull Johnson, who is running for Congress, incidentally, uh, said that, uh, this is, um, more of a, a consistency issue. Um, yeah uh joe hanoush said that you could change policy to have two nurses check the shots i don't know that they have the personnel to be able to effectively do that that's the problem they barely have one nurse to give the shot joe that's that's part of the problem is is it, they don't have the personnel to do things the way that they would like to do it uh, and that is the fault of decades of bad health care policy that was intentionally designed to drive up the cost of health care well fantastic we have expensive health care we also have Uh, A a massive shortage of of healthcare workers. So, speaking of healthcare-related problems that are affecting this nation, I think there is no more of a problem than the fact that America is not keto. Matt?
1: (laughs) That's true. America has an addiction. And what better day than 420 than talk about addiction?
2: Yes, (laughs) The gateway drug that is gateway
1: drug that is marijuana has led America to be addicted to corn
2: (laughs) with a C. Marijuana has been a gateway drug to corn.
1: Well, if you think about it, I'm actually okay with this
2: theory. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm already with you. These
1: pipes, they figured out that you could eat corn and then
2: it all went to nobody's hell.
1: looking at that and going you know what that looks tasty let's try it let's let's put some they're, butter and got, salt on that
2: thing they're smoking they get the munchies and here comes the high fructose corn syrup and the cornbread which is especially delicious when you're not sober and i say that as a 16 year recovering <laughs> drug addict yes. man there's something special about high cornbread that's 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 a different taste i'm not collards. gonna
1: disagree yeah i'm not gonna disagree
2: with the you. collard juice gets into the cornbread and the ham hog mm-hmm.
1: no, but...
2: mm. so let's it's talk
1: disgusting america's disgusting let's talk about america's corn addiction <laughs> with a c it's not a p c corn 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 We may talk about the other one at some point, but today we're talking about corn. This is about cornography. Corn. Uh, In 1862, we're starting way back, people. Yes. (laughs) The Homestead Act granted land in the West to farmers willing to farm corn. Yeah. Uh, The Morrill Act granted funds to college agricultural programs specializing in corn and the federal farm loan act made government loans available to farmers uh, and this last one the federal uh, farm loan act eventually became the farm credit system
2: so thanks All Abraham this, Lincoln it's
1: true though, listen, 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 I didn't even think about who was that Abraham
2: was, Lincoln was Abraham Lincoln started this you can thank yeah. Lincoln once again for screwing things up with this corn
0: nonsense
1: now it was a little while before anything else happened uh they attempted yes. it uh during calvin coolidge and calvin coolidge went he basically said uh, you can f right off with this no yeah. absolutely not because kick why would we? <laughs> yeah kick rocks because why would we treat them any differently than we would treat ourselves uh yes and why should people in this in this uh in, in the upper echelons of society be able to do this for you know to them uh, yeah but in 1929
2: old herbert
1: herbay airbay uvair airbay uh put into place the agricultural marketing act of 1929 which created the federal farm board And it was intended to keep crop prices from crashing, which Mm. fixed price floors for wheat and cotton only. Now, when the government says we are going to be protecting wheat and cotton, Mm. and if market prices go below 80 cents a bushel for wheat and 20 cents a pound for cotton, uh, the government will just come in and buy the crop Uh, pay to store it and hope to resell it for a later price. Um, Bad things happen. Nope. Nope.
0: Yes.
2: Nope. Nope. Yes.
1: Nope.
2: Nope. Yes. That that one. And as you you
1: can see, that during the Great Depression, Farm products dropped worse than literally everything else. Mm. Foods, okay, but foods weren't protected by by this act. Uh yeah, yeah foods so foods didn't drop as bad as farm products, but uh foods weren't protected by the Agricultural Marketing Act because wheat and cotton. So the farm products dropped lower than your foods and your combined index and uh, uh, commodities other than farm products and foods uh, did not drop nearly as bad as any of it. So as you can see, a government program that didn't work, which is shocking to all of us. So what resulted from this is farmers who grew anything that wasn't wheat or cotton switched to growing the thing that was going to be guaranteed for sale to sell and yes. they only sold wheat or cotton mm. um the resulting overproduction forced down the prices of both crops below the price floor so the government had to buy over 250 million bushels of wheat and 10 million bales of cotton the cost of buying and storing these crops quickly used up the programs allotted 500 million dollars in 1929 money Um, and after about two years of buying surpluses the government finally just gave them away or sold them on the world market at a huge loss
2: so, incidentally, $500 million in 1929 is $8.4 billion today.
1: How much was the last uh, farm bill for?
2: Oh, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, even adjusting for inflation, the the cost of government has gone through. the $8.4 billion is like a rounding error now in, in most, uh, oh, yeah, most now, omnibus now bills. Now have
1: yeah. so many other things that aren't farming related in it. Exactly, um, exactly. So in 1933, in 1933, FDR included the Agricultural Adjustment Act in the New Deal. Uh, this paid farmers to reduce crop output because reasons. Um, they went out of their way to shorten the markets, and this caused two separate issues. Yes. Yes. First is the idea that because farmers overproduce some crops, the government ought to pay them not to grow on part of their land, which we will go into a little bit more in a minute. I want to touch on the second part first. Uh, The second is the idea of parity, that farmers ought to be protected from falling prices by fixing them so they were comparable to the purchasing power of their crop during during the years that the crop was doing really well, which at that time was 1909 to 1914. Uh, Economist Henry Hazlitt, who I'm certain many of our listeners and watchers and followers know. uh, Author of
2: Economics in One Lesson, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Challenged the concept of parity by noting that if we gave parity to farmers, why not to other groups? General Motors, for example, a lot of this is going to sound real familiar to the last 20 years, by the Mm -hmm, way. Uh, mm -hmm. General Motors, for example, was in a deep slump during the Great Depression. Why not a parity price for cars? Chevrolet six-cylinder touring car cost $2,150 in 1912. I read that and I cried a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, that's that's." I can afford that. Right, yeah. (laughs) Hazlitt observed an incomparably improved six-cylinder Chevrolet sedan cost $907 in 1942. Adjusted for parity on the same basis as farm products, however, it would have cost 3270 in 1942.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So the Agricultural Adjustment Act was such a failure that in 1935, the U.S. imported 36 million pounds of cotton, 13 million bushels of wheat, and 34 million bushels of corn, So we were paying to import more of the crops that we were paying farmers not to produce.
2: Instead of just letting the market determine prices... If the price of something goes up too much, then that signals to the market that we need more of that. So more farmers will start producing that, which will bring the price back down to an equilibrium. If the price goes down too low where the the farmers can't live off of it, fewer farmers will produce it, which will make the price go back up. And therefore you will have the price go back up to an equilibrium where people will start doing it. It turns out that just letting the people who have an actual stake in it, works better than having politicians and central planning regulators decide what the parity should be and then completely screwing up american agriculture and the import export market in the pro and pricing in the mark in the process
0: yep yes
1: so the the triple a not the car thing but the Yes, Agricultural Adjustment Act um, was eventually overturned by the Supreme Court in 1936 with Justice Owen Roberts uh, saying, assume that too many shoes are being manufactured throughout the nation, that this market is saturated, the price depressed, the factory is running half time, the employees suffering. Upon the principle of the statute in question, Congress might authorize the security of commerce to enter into contracts with shoe manufacturers, providing that each shall reduce his output and that the United States will pay him a fixed sum proportion to such reduction, the money to make the payments to be raised by a tax on all retail shoe dealers or their customers, right. a possible result of sustaining the claimed federal power would be that every business group which thought itself underprivileged might demand that as a tax, or sorry, that that a tax be laid on its vendors or vendees. This, uh, the proceeds to be appropriated to the redress of its deficiency of income.
2: That's what we have now on many industries, by the way. And he wasn't saying that was a good idea. He was saying, right. <laughs> obviously, this would be bad.
1: I I, I don't think that I stated in that. He voted to overturn this.
2: Yes. He, he did did was not, saying he that's bad. Yes. Other people thought he was saying we should do that.
1: Right. <laughs> Everybody since then. Yes. So this, this actually leads us to the where the farming industry is today, what's been dominating the ideas of payments to reduce crops and fixing prices. Higher than the market levels, uh, which we see in the Farm Bill and when it first came into play in nineteen eighty 1980, well, eight, 1981 and when they introduced crop insurance, because yes, that is a thing. That's a great um, thing. So because America has been so addicted to shucking the corn um it's cheap it's cheap uh they think it's good for you uh they think it's good for you it's lightweight they're like, we can grow a ton of it all across the midwest uh scientific libertarian 2.0 can attest to that yes.
3: um
1: because they uh because of how that has been going am i jumpy to you or is it just me
2: oh no, like okay. your video no 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 it looks fine. okay cool all
1: right I, wonder, I wasn't sure if it was the feedback or not. Um, no. So we've continued subsidizing corn. Basically, there have been multiple corn subsidies that have been going on since roughly, what was that, 1936? Roughly 1937, um, they started subsidizing corn. Uh, so there has been, because of how we've been subsidizing corn and the fact that the government has been guaranteeing that we're going to be having this much corn, and that they're going to pay for this much corn and that they don't want to have a loss on it. So we have to use that much corn. There started to be massive shifts in how people consume food.
2: Because of how much is being produced. Look at how much freaking corn is being produced because it's being subsidized. When you subsidize apples, you get more apples. When you subsidize corn, you get more corn. And in order to keep the price from just completely plummeting, you have to have more production. You have to have more use of that thing. Enter the FDA and the food industry. So in 1980,
1: which oddly enough, three years after the federal government halted subsidies on cane and beet sugar.
2: Totally coincidental
1: totally coincidental coca-cola switched from using wonderful sweet beautiful cane sugar in their coca-cola to using high fructose corn syrup because it was cheaper
2: yes because you were paying for it as a taxpayer
1: yep a lot cheaper Yep, obviously anybody who's been to florida knows that this would piss off the sugar farmers down here i'm certain the ones in georgia as well i don't know where beets are grown uh, i think pennsylvania but that's only based on my knowledge of the office um he's a beet farmer um this pissed off the sugar farmers throughout the south and this led to the farm bill in 1981 which expanded Minnesota.
2: the Minnesota Minnesota, followed by Idaho and North Dakota are where most of the beats are. Huh. I bet Bull Johnson, who's running for Congress, would know that because he's in. He just uh, said Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. yeah. See, there you go.
1: Yep. And Joe, Joe Hanoush, who knows not to piss off the sugar growers, he knows not to piss off the sugar growers. But because of the sugar uh, farmers being upset this led to the farm bill in 1981 and instead mm-hmm. of ending subsidies which they should have done they increase the yes. amount of farmers who get the subsidies and now we your taxpayers uh pick up the check on missed sales of corn soy sugar and so much more <laughs> the beet sugar is the name of spikes mixed in um so due to uh did I skip no okay due to the increase of corn being sold because the farm bill we currently have is a due to the uh because of the farm bill we have a 10-year high in corn production um if we go back to the former chart we're at 15.1 billion bushels If we go back to the former chart, uh, yeah, that one. I forgot what I called it. Uh, You can see that in uh, 2010, we were dropping to 120 bushels an acre. I don't know what that equals out to in billions across the entire United States, but uh, you can see the massive drop off. Yeah, you can see the massive drop off that we had. So we had 15.1 billion bushels of corn, and if you had to guess, assuming you don't know or you're looking at the notes right in front of you, uh, what percentage of that is used for food for humans, including high fructose corn syrup?
2: So I did not think it was this low because I'm looking at the notes, but I did know it was pretty low because a good bit of it is being used for uh, ethanol and for animal feed. What, let's hear in the notes what do you, what are some of the numbers? Bill, Bull Johnson's probably going to get this right on the. Uh, Derek Ambrose says five um, percent. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah Let's get a few people it's, that are guessing here. It's it's low.
1: It's low. It's low. it's not five percent
2: though. It's not five percent, but it's low. It's not
1: five percent though, but it's low.
2: Bull, Bull says twenty percent. Twenty percent, and uh, Kenneth Ebel says uh, fourteen point four percent. So you were all pretty close. Uh, It's 10% of the corn being produced is actually being, with all of the overeating of corn that Americans do, which is leading, helping to contribute to the obesity epidemic, the diabetes epidemic, uh, all of that, it's 10%. It's only 10%. Half of it, roughly half or 45% is being used for animal feed. Which is why increasingly the meat you eat is essentially has the same fat profile as grains, which means that even if you are eating keto, you're not getting the omega sixes or the omega-threes you need, the omega six to three ratio is way off. So that's also contributing to the obesity epidemic. And then the other half, or forty-four percent, is being used for ethanol to make sure that your car parts disintegrate faster. Yeah that's true
1: uh so that means that we have a lot more animal feed corn syrup uh probably about the same amount of corn on the cob i'm guessing that number doesn't like change that much because yeah, i think the people, people yeah, who yeah, eat yeah, it yeah. But we're, we're like i don't think that number is going up like that's yeah. just the same that, that...
2: slight uptick in the corn bread thanks to cannabis uh but right. but yeah everything else probably <laughs> today um,
1: <laughs> and there's a ton more ethanol Yep. So we have a ton more animal feed and a ton more ethanol and a ton more uh, high fructose corn syrup which mm-hmm. obviously is going to affect the way Americans eat because high fructose corn syrup is being replaced uh, for sugar in like everything and you, because it's cheaper, it's easy to manufacture it's and uh, it's sweet. <laughs> so we are getting fatter. We're becoming more unhealthy
2: mm.
1: and Uh, And like Spike said about the animals, you're having the same, what was that, the protein Fat yeah, so
2: the so when you eat fat from meat part of the reason why fat from meat is better than fat from plant sources typically is because it has a higher proportion of omega-3s to omega-6 ratios i forget the exact ratios now pretty much you got to get wild caught fish if you want to get good three to six ratios because most domestically produced uh meat or, or you have to get wild game because most domestically produced meat is so heavily corn fed that the omega-6 ratio is through the roof they're no longer getting they're not grass-fed anymore that's why it's more marbly and fat so it might taste better just like you know putting corn sugar in everything makes it taste better but it's also leading to having more omega-6s and uh not in the case of the meat but in the case of the other foods higher levels of carbs which means that you have more fructose production you have more unhealthy fats and you have more diabetes and uh, obesity and depression and everything that comes with unhealthy eating
1: yeah right which is why you want grass-fed and not corn-fed not corn-fed so we have a ton more ethanol and a ton more of all this other stuff uh so it comes as absolutely no surprise to anybody yeah that joe biden announced yesterday i think maybe monday i don't remember when i wrote this uh that they would be removing restrictions on selling e15 ethanol blends in an attempt to lower fuel prices He's saying it's in an attempt to lower fuel prices, but as we've seen, we have an uptick in the amount of corn that is here in the United States.
0: They're just trying to get rid of
1: the corn. Yep. They're trying to get rid of the
2: corn. And you people won't eat more corn. (laughs) Well,
1: everybody's keto now.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is why they don't this is why they don't like Jordan Peterson. They say it's because of like his stance on like being forced to use pronouns and stuff. It's actually because of his advocacy for the carnivore diet. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Corn-fed sheeple.
1: Corn-fed sheeple. Uh, so <laughs> he also to be fair in order to help lower Gas prices. He hmm. did recently uh open leases for drilling on federal lands. Yep. Uh however. However, man, I totally lost where I was. I really need to start using this. Um <laughs> Okay, leasing on oil, oil, but on 80% less acreage than what was offered in the past.
2: And as we've discussed and covered in previous episodes, uh, as Matt has diligently spoken about in the past, uh, just because you have a lease to drill doesn't mean that you can actually get oil i think it was about three weeks ago we talked about that the segment's already very long so we're not gonna get into it but you don't just need the lease you need a permit to do it so if they give you the lease but they don't give you the permit you ain't drilling a damn thing at least not legally
1: so travis bull johnson is in the comments and he's saying that there is a corn shortage currently which i find weird because we have hit because of the number of bushels is a, at a 10 year high and also uh, an all time high. Um, well, it's tied for an all time high. Uh, so I'm curious on why we would have a short corn shortage if this was the case
2: is there a shortage or is the price so through the roof and so much disruptions in in the supply chain that you can't effectively get it or it's cost prohibitive to get it
1: so i he, think okay so he said corn just hit a long-term high the higher corn prices will offset the estimated savings
2: oh absolutely yeah yeah no oh, yeah no, that makes sense no. yeah, yeah that makes sense but so so there's nothing wrong with removing restrictions for selling e15 fuel that that's fine i mean you should be able to sell whatever fuel you want the problem is that they're doing it to further distort the market pricing and this is what that supreme court justice warned about almost 100 years ago the government is now deciding what things should that grow out of the ground should cost what their parity should be, what their fair pricing should be, instead of just letting the market determine that pricing. And as they do whenever they do this, whether it's on food goods, on, on, on farm goods, on healthcare, on housing, on higher education, now on vehicles, what they're doing is they are screwing up the market Because they have no idea what the hell they're doing, and they're being fed lies from people, lobbyists in those industries, who are pushing to have as much market share, as much control, and as high of pricing as possible. Inevitably, the taxpayer and the consumer always loses out on this, and so do smaller providers, smaller farmers, smaller producers uh, lose out on this as well. The market should be determining this, and this is just going to continue to get worse.
1: Right. So his plan, which oddly enough, Chuck Grassley is in support of, uh, is for EF- E-15 to be the shocking. saving grace for... F- shocking. Just Senator shocking.
2: of Iowa's in favor of further corn <laughs> subsidies? I am shocked and appalled.
1: He's shocked. He can't believe that it's banned three months out of the year. Um, <laughs> but his plan is for E-15 to be the saving grace for fuel prices. Yep. However... According to Dan Becker of the Safe Climate Transport Campaign at the Center for Biological Diversity, it, I hate that name. I hate it.
2: it. Sounds like everything I hate. I don't it even does. 100% know what it is, but I don't like I'm it.
1: I'm I hate it. So, like, all as I they needed to it.
2: have was intersectional in there somewhere, and then I would have hated somewhere more.
1: Yeah. Um. He states ethanol is basically vodka. And when you mix it with alcohol, with a mixture of gasoline or other volatile chemicals, it makes the mixture evaporate more readily. This will prevent fuel from evaporating and could increase nitric oxide and nitrogen oxide emissions.
2: They're making climate change worse.
1: Worse. The EPA. (laughs) The EPA called Biden out for this move, saying the administration shouldn't have done this, and they know they shouldn't have done this, because this program to reduce evaporative emissions and keep the more volatile gasoline mixtures away from the summer months has been in operation for decades, so the EPA has long experience on this issue.
2: That was his own agency that said that.
1: So essentially, this is the long and short uh, version that the government's funded subsidies on corn created a surplus that the government wants to get rid of which bull jones travis bull johnson uh for minnesota district seven is saying that that's not hundred percent accurate so i'll have to talk to him more about that later um but they have because of the number, uh, the, the amount of corn that is out there in the market, 15.1 billion bushels, uh, they have to get rid of a lot of it. And we know that 45% of it is used. We know that 45% or 44% of it is used 45%. for ethanol. They have to get rid of the ethanol. So they are going to be uh, making they are going to deregulate E15 gas, which leads to them to destroying the environment quicker than using oil, which they promised they would do, they would protect the environment. So government programs create more government programs, create more problems, record more government issues, create, destroy, make them break campaign,
2: destroy the, the the planet the this is so this is prototypical of how government handles things oops there's a potential issue here better step in and try to intervene oops we're making it worse better grandstand on the suffering of the people that we've harmed to push for even more control oops that's making it even worse better expand even more the things that we're controlling because of the problems that we cause uh-oh blew up the planet and that's why they're demonizing Elon Musk it's not because of free speech it's because he wants us to be able to escape to Mars wake up sheeple (laughs) so (laughs) that's the end of the show (laughs) so uh,
1: as we say on this show often yes regularly Mm -hmm government begets problems which beget government which more begets government. more problems which begets more government which begets more problems um, so uh, just get government out of it and
2: get government out of it make yeah. planets not splody again <laughs> that's my new catchphrase that's a campaign yes. promise That's libertarians are going to take over the world and make it less splody so folks thanks again for tuning into this very informative episode of the money waters of freedom Uh, on our special usually this is when it's just spike time but spike couldn't do tuesday so then we did it on wednesday instead time uh be sure to tune in uh tomorrow which is thursday at 8 p.m uh which uh which is the writer's block which is this guy's show and matt who is your guest gonna be my
1: guest is Rob Hodgkinson.
2: Do you know? Oh, who the that Libertarian is? Party of Kansas. Yes. <laughs> what a coincidence! Because on Friday through Sunday, I'm going to be at the Libertarian Party of Kansas convention in beautiful Wichita, Kansas. What an incredible coincidence that is! What a weird so,
1: coincidence that is! What a
2: weird coincidence! That is, and you can find out more about that convention, well, first of all, by watching the writer's block on Thursday right here on Muddy Waters Media 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time, I don't know, Eastern Time. Uh, but if you go to lpks.org, uh, you can find out about the convention and uh, sign up if you're anywhere near there and come in and uh, hang out with me. And yes, my wife will be there. thats I know that's why you, people even care about me. She'll be there, okay? You happy? Uh, and then... Uh, on uh on uh friday on friday also is mr america the bearded truth featuring uh jason lyon who is mr america and who do we know who his guest is going to be
1: his guest is a whiny little bitch that
2: blocks people for wordle
1: um but his guest is david fight
2: (laughs) he blocks people for wordle
1: he got really – he was like, I hate this Wordle thing. So I started posting it on his wall, and he blocked me. Um,
2: <laughs> so many people don't know, but David Fight is actually my son. david Feit and Schmidt.
1: I love who, David. He's just like we're, we're back to being friends, but he blocked me for posting Wordle results on his timeline.
2: Dovid, this is exactly why I abandoned him. And I've talked a lot about this. Not on this show, but just – in general, about the disappointment that he has been basically since birth. And I have abandoned him uh, both in his childhood and his adulthood multiple times. I've given him a chance. I wouldn't call myself a deadbeat dad as much as I would call him a deadbeat son. And uh, a a negligent son, if you will. Uh, He committed negligent homicide against my love, against our relationship, my fatherhood of him. So it's really his fault, and uh, so gonna he be will discussing be.
1: Uh, uh, they're going to be discuss. They're they're going to be having a discussion on candidates.
2: Oh, I'm sure that that will be very fruitful. So I hope <laughs> that when they have this discussion, I want Jason to bring up to David his failures as my erstwhile son, my non prodigal son.
1: We we should let Jason know he should do that.
2: What's the opposite of prodigal? Antonym, particle, absent. Parsimonious,
1: parsimonious, or
2: parsimonious.
1: That... Sure, the
2: parsimonium, parsimon, <laughs> parsim, parsimonious, parsimonious son. Dovid fights and Schmidt. So yes, tune it's in Friday for too. Mr. America, the
1: bearded truth with Jason Lyon with his guest spike sun and uh this weekend spike will be in kansas
2: and then we'll see spike. you right back here next week for another fantastic spanking new episode live of the muddy waters of freedom where matt right and i parse through the week's events like the chipper little monkeys that we are we hope to see you there matt if someone were to try to I don't know, follow us or see us on the internet is that even possible? And how so would they how would they do that? How, how it is possible. How?
1: And I'm waiting because I can hear the TV playing us out there. And I'm waiting for Sarah to sprint across the room to <laughs> quickly shut it off. But if you were one of the traditional viewers who enjoy watching us you can find us on any of your favorite social media platforms we're even on odyssey now um you can find us on any of these places uh but if you are one of those special people one of those old school souls who has a record player who has a record player in their bedrooms with a large collection of i just got the middle finger um with a large collection of albums uh and you prefer not listening to things on your phone at all times um, you can find us oddly enough on your phone if you go to anchor.fm hi Sarah. hody waters
0: yes hello everyone this is a lot of people li- i i think a lot of people like this i just want to say that a lot of people it's not for like everyone this. a lot of people
1: this is like for all this is for all the people who, instead of enjoying looking at our boyish good looks, enjoy yes. the sounds of our sweet, dulcet tones.
0: Oh, baby.
1: If you head over to anchor.fm slash Waters, you can do things like subscribe.
0: Yes. Ten dollars a month. Give us money. <laughs> Give us money. Give money to us. You can
1: subscribe to us, in which you will get many great benefits, like becoming a member of the exclusive Muddied Waters subscriber Facebook group. You get access to the Muddied Zoom. Muddied Zoom. Second Thursday of every month. Second Thursday. And you get discounts at places like stitches and glitches and defy the power as well oh, now as we at have, the muddy gotta find that gra- yep gotta find that as well as at the muddied Waters store where
0: is that graphic can,
1: which you can get to by going to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com store
0: where's the graphic i don't know is it not in the drive I mean I'm sure it is but I should be on my actual computer since I made it. Yeah, that's a good point. It should be. Like it's it's like there's no reason it's not here. I wonder if I, I oh you know what It probably oh I bet I know what happened. I probably accidentally deleted it. There we go. There yeah. Hold on. There we go. This goes right back here. And now suddenly suddenly now when I wire don't do that. There we go.
1: Now, you totally minimized the Zoom, didn't you?
0: I, no, I didn't. You know what I did is I well, I got to stop doing that. But, then, but here's what happened. Here's what I did do. Why is that not coming up? Here's what that now instead. Why is this not coming up? Oh, because it's there. And now, now we've got this. It's there now. I found it. It's there. Good. Yeah. Good. It's just weird because yeah. my my images. Oh, because so. your head. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. There we go. <laughs> or, you can find this in every other
1: episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Waters Media dot We are well. Also that's on all
2: fantastic. Of your podcasting apps. Yes, And all of your podcasting apps. Thank you so much. Thank you again to everyone while we figured that out folks thanks again for joining us here join us tomorrow uh join matt tomorrow uh while he talks uh to uh rob hodgkinson and uh then join me here in kansas uh for the weekend and we will see you back here next week for the muddy waters of freedom we love you so much and where we're going oh also uh uh, mr america the bearded truth friday at 2 p.m with my disgraced former son uh and where we're going
1: (laughs) we don't need roads